You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Just tell me, Welcome to Hit the Books, the only weekly realistic fancy booking podcast in the WWE universe. Is that a fun little fun little addition to the intro? I don't know. You tell me. I'm your host, the head writer of Monday Night Raw. And with me as with me as I think I did the same thing last week. With me as always is the man, the head writer of SmackDown Live, the man, the myth, the meatball, Mikey Manfredi. Mikey, how are you doing? The man, the myth, the meatball is very good. Yes. Um, thank you. I'm doing great. I'm excited. TLC is coming up. We're almost at the 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 go home show. Got what? This is two weeks left now till TLC. I'm very excited yeah. to get right into it. Yeah, two weeks. The the go home to the go home show. The classic go home to the go home show. The go the go home to the go home show in front of us. Uh, very exciting stuff. It, it, the go. I always feel like the go home to the go home show has the most like setups and story like beats until the until the pay-per-view i don't know about you but like it's like it's like the go to the go home show and then the also go home show is like oh and then they hear it's like and we blow off and then it happens at the pay-per-view but now it's just like it feels like the more like the, the story like the climax of the story almost feels like sometimes it's happening in the go to the go home before the big mm-hmm. pay-per-view they, that sometimes happens like aew i know that, that always feels like it happens and other companies wwe does it's wwe kind of just waits to the go home what you've been you were laughing when i was talking about that what's up i can't take you you, you still have the hat sideways i can't take you seriously yes i'm wearing headphones big old over-the-ear <laughs> headphones and a big old hat just placed sideways like a like a g. on top on top of the headphones like a like a god dang g the g that i am <laughs> this is why we need to do visual podcasts i hate them <laughs> we'll do video versions uh, live stream versions of the show um <laughs> um but yes uh yeah so i i always like the go home show we're bringing up the tlc and what's the most exciting part about tlc mikey is that once we get past tlc after that we've got the rumble oh i love the rumble one of the biggest one of the biggest and most hardest things to book 100 percent. it always comes down to us being like Okay, and then we're gonna have these people in here, and then bring them out. And when do we bring them out? Yeah, let's bring out this person now. And then uh, the winner, the winner, huh? huh who? Uh, winner is an inter- The winner is gonna be even more interesting this this time since we're on different sides for the rumble. Yes, this is correct. We'll try. Maybe we'll try to find a way to gamify it. My fear is if we do it how we usually do it, it's gonna take forever. It's gonna take. It's gonna take five hours. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we can come up with some sort of way to gamify the Royal Rumble a little bit. But uh, until then, we still got we still got ways to go. We still got months to go. Uh, like we said, the go home show. If you're new here, thank you for stopping by and taking a listen. Um, thank you for oh, you know opening up the door into this podcast studio. Uh, you're listening. You're listening to Hit the Books Radio, HTB Radio. 
HCB Radio. Um, basically, what we do every single week is that Mikey and I write down our own versions of SmackDown and Raw, respectively. We book in all the matches, the rivalries, the championships, the storylines, the results, all those sort of things. And we, we've we been doing it every single week for about two years now. We have a whole history, a whole backstory, and we're keeping it going, folks. And today we have the Go Home to the Go Home show before TLC. Uh, I think there's only one match critically announced for it so far but uh we'll get to what that match is and possibly other matches in today's episode um well let's get to it i'll i'll open up with raw i'm gonna take this hat off because for some reason it's hurting my ear oh thank goodness i could actually take you seriously now uh i think and by that you mean uh for the first time ever in my life or or the (laughs) first you know i'm always sort of a little stinker um <laughs> Ryan Little Stinker Nightsy. That that would be my nickname. Let's get into the goddamn show. Let's open up Monday Night Raw, why don't we? Yeah, let's do it. Like a fresh present before Christmas. Which by the way, the go home show I believe is Christmas, the Christmas episode. Ooh. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken. I'm gonna look it up real quick. I believe the go home show will be Christmas. Well let's Neat. uh nonetheless let us open up. I think it's exactly on Christmas. Yeah, it's exactly on Christmas. Perfect. Um, Very neat. Perfect, perfect. Um, wait, hold on. No, it's not. No, it's the episode after TLC. My mistake. I have no idea what day it is. Oh, so close. Um, so let's open up finally and talk about Monday Night Raw. We're opening up the show straight to a match. Why not? You know, Ooh, why okay. not? It's the number one contenders match for the United States Championship. Okay. Um, uh, battling between Tommaso Ciampa and MVP. Ooh, okay. So a nice little match MVP teams did last week. It should be noted that there uh, that there is a difference uh, in this match as per usual. It's that you know we're you know we we gotta you know here in WWE we get you know we get rookies all the time. Uh, the rookies aren't just wrestlers; sometimes they're referees. That's right. Special guest referee. This match is our truth. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> is this is is this our uh, truth's first official uh, match that he's refereed? Uh, first one-on-one match he's refereed. Correct. Cool. Uh, he he, you know, he was part one of the referees and also in the match at the uh, battle royal at the pay per view. And so also is, in the match. Yeah. So this is the first match that he's not in and also refereeing. So he is a special guest referee. Should be stated that during the match his counts get faster and faster he's not he's not like he's not helping either person he's just going faster and faster on the count so it's harder and harder he just wants wants the match to get over with or he's just not not being consistent or whatever he's doing truth is speed running this so basically because of that this sort of results in mvp getting a really fast count roll up on champa to get the win damn Champa's not going to be happy about that one, I presume. No, he's not. After the match, Champa berates our truth while yep. Truth just tries to apologize the best he can. Uh, 24-7 oh. champion, our truth and special guest referee. I feel kind of bad. That's fair. He tries to apologize the best he can. He's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. But don't get distracted by the fact that that does mean that at TLC is going to be Ricochet defending. Did I say? Yes, defending for the United States Championship against MVP. Yeah. Very excited to see that. 
Yes, yes, indeedy. Um, moving right along into a backstage interview with the returning Chad Gable. Okay. If you missed last week, Chad Gable was injured, but he got a miraculous recovery, which allowed him to return five weeks early, which was today's episode. So good. Uh, Charlie Caruso welcomes Gable back to Raw. Gable says that he's, you know, he's glad to be back to Raw. You know, his injury was hard to get over, but he returned way faster than anyone expected five weeks earlier, in fact. Uh, Charlie asks if there was something that made him want to return early. Gable says that the first one uh, is obvious. You know, it's being in that ring. You know, I, I know it sounds cheesy, but I love wrestling. I love performing. I feel like I was made to be in that ring in front of the WWE Universe. Uh, second, and this one's more of a personal note, it's about Daniel Bryan. Uh, you see, Charlie, he was my mentor before I got entered. He pushed me harder because uh, he believed I was the future of this business. Uh, but lately, it feels like he's gone off the deep end a bit. Uh, you know, it feels like he's sort of lost his mind since I got injured. I don't know what it is. Stress at home. I don't know if he's like if he, you know, he he pushed me, maybe pushed me too hard. and He's blaming himself. I don't know. But I know that I've trained hard, harder than ever to return. And I want to prove to him that I that the future is now tonight one on one in a match. Ooh, immediately coming back and being like Brian, me and you, let's go. Exactly right. That is going to be our main event tonight. Daniel Bryan versus Chad Gable. That sounds like a really good match. Yes, let's find out how good it is later. Uh next up is a tag match and it is the Raw Tag Team Champions LLC uh taking on Ali and Alexander in a non-title match. Uh, nice. Of course, LLC has MVP in their corner. Um, Ricochet is in Ali and Alexander's corner. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, because Ali and Alexander came to the aid yes. of LLC last week. Or yep. at LLC, but Ricochet. Um, either way, the winners of this match are Ali and Alexander. All right. Beating the Raw Tag Team Champions in a non-title the match. 20, the 205 guys. The 205 guys. I think that's way better than the fly guys. The 205 guys is not bad whatsoever. Even though Ricochet was never on the program, but Ricochet is 100. Ricochet is probably billed as 206, right? That's going to be my guess. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look that up real quick. Uh, build. build oh, it just says build height. Great. <laughs> Great. Uh, build weight for Ricochet. I want to guess. Oh, 188 pounds. Great. So why is he... Put him in two Um, moving right along, we had a backstage interview with Mickey James and Chelsea Green. Uh, Charlie Caruso asked them what happened last week. Uh, Chelsea Green says that you know she that look she was upset with James after beating her in her debut match. But here's the thing, she's a goddamn legend in this business. So I you know I listened to what Liv said, put my feelings behind me and went out to help Mickey last week. And now we're better than ever. Uh, James then says that last week she was hoping for the Raw to go after the Raw Women's Championship. But if someone like Chelsea got by her side, they're going to go after the tag team gold. Um, But we're going to go out and prove it tonight by beating Candice LeRae and Rhea Ripley next. And then the two leave for their match. which, Which is straight into the next match. Mickey James and Chelsea Green with Liv Morgan in their corner, fun fact, taking on the team of Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae. Okay, okay. It should be noted that after the, these these all these teams come out, 
Shayna Baszler walks out, and she's on commentary for this match. Okay, I like that. Yeah, sizing up possible competition. Um, Mickey James and Chelsea Green get the win over Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae with Chelsea Green pinning Rhea Ripley. Ooh, big time pin by Chelsea. Big time pin by Chelsea is indeed that is correct. So yes, the win goes to Mickey James and Chelsea Green over Ripley and LeRae. Mikey, well, we'll get to your thoughts later. Let's keep the train a rolling. Yeah, keep the ball rolling. Um, yeah, we got light light comments throughout, but deep thoughts later. Um, next up, we got a video package. It's just sort of video profiles on Roman Reigns and Keith Lee. You know, shows Roman as a sort of ruthless leader, uh, Keith Lee as a conquering babyface. And we announce officially that there is going to be a match between the two at TLC for the WWE Championship, and that match is going to be a tables match. Ooh, kind of set up for that last week with the uh, announced table spot. Yes, and I'm using the idea that Roman Reigns is the head of the table. (laughs) (laughs) If Keith Lee doesn't say the head of the table is going to be going through one at TLC, I'm going to be deeply upset. Let me just rewrite my contract signing for next week. (laughs) (laughs) When I put the head of the table through the table, Mm -hmm. I will retain my... I will re-table my... No, wait, Uh, re-chain. You tried. There was an attempt. I did. Uh, Moving right along, we have a match between Lindsay Dorado and Oni Lorcan. New sort of burgeoning tag team here versus a, a, a definitely a new tag team, Bronson Reed and Arturo Ruas. Ooh. Um, Reed and Ruas get the win here. Um, I wrote this incorrect. Um, One Nation are watching this match backstage. Okay. Um, And the match ends with Bronson Reed pinning Oni Lorcan. Okay. I like it. Uh, After the match, Oni Lorcan is upset about the loss. Very interesting. Uh, big win here for them. Uh, for Reed and Ruas? Yes. No, big win for the person that lost, Ryan. <laughs> yes, I think this is the first time that Reed and Ruas have a win on the main roster. Interesting. It's a good first one. Yes, solid uh, against a team that has been a little bit on a streak. Uh, you know, Dorado and Lorcan beat Ziggler and Rude a couple weeks ago, and you know they've been teaming up and taking on Jabbers and and whatnot. Mm. Um, so yeah, first win for Reed and Ruas, kind of stopping the streak of Dorado and Lorcan. Um, and also we got One Nation in the background there. All right. Uh, next up, we got a backstage segment with Heavy Machinery. Okay. Otis and Tucker, they're discussing that they don't like uh, what o- Na- o- Nation, what One Nation have been doing lately. You know, they say, you know, it, it ain't kosher, and they should know they only eat rare meat. Um, bringing back an old SmackDown feud. Yes, you know, look, hey, they say it. Look, we've stopped them before, and we're gonna do it again. All right, all right. Yeah, they got they got beef. The beef never went away. The beef, the beef never goes away, especially when you have Otis on your team. Exactly right. Uh, next up, we have a backseat segment. Uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke find Peyton Royce backstage. Royce asks them what they want. Um, Rose says, look, we understand that you're struggling after the Iconics breakup, but look, you're great. You don't need to be a tag team wrestler. You can just be Peyton Royce again. 
Royce says, you know, that's easy for you to, to, to say. You guys are a great team. Dana Brooks says that uh, we got that way after watching matches on the network with the Iconics. You know, you and Kay had great chemistry, and we wanted to replicate that. So, you know, even if the Iconics aren't over, we're going to try to push that baton forward. Uh, Royce, you know, emotionally says thank you, and they all hug it out. I'm willing to give you back Billy Kay because I'm starting to get sad. <laughs> <laughs> why is that i want the iconics back together now man i feel so bad because peyton's trying to like re-spark the tag team magic with somebody else but she can't do it and like i said last week i want that storyline of like it can't be anybody else but you billy you're the only other one who's iconic enough to be part of this team that's true that's true there's no no one can fit that mold I want like the the slow mo like running through a field hug. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, well, let's move finally into our main event for Monday Night Raw, Mikey. Uh, All right. That main event, like we said, Daniel Bryan taking on Chadathan Gable. Chadathan Gable. Yes, he's no longer Shorty G. It's Chadathan. He's no Gable. longer Shorty G. His name. He's he's all grown now. He's now Chadathan. Please. Shorty G is my father's name. Call me Chadathan. <laughs> Chadathan Gable. Uh, but yes, they got a main event here. Um, a lot of back and forth action. You know, you have you can picture in your mind as you know this is being Chad Gable is on equal playing field as Daniel Bryan, if not better. Bryan, however, is also the veteran. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, just pure technical wrestling skill, just putting on a clinic, basically. Uh, but Brian has more endurance. Obviously, Brian puts Gable in the label lock for the finish. Gable refuses to tap out, but this because you know he's not tapping out, he ends up succumbing to the label lock, passing out instead, and this ends the match by referee decision. Does the ref do the thing where he like lifts his arm up and drops it? Yes, exactly right, exactly right. Uh, referee decision. Daniel Bryan gets the win. All right. I like Chad Gable not tapping out here. Yeah. Hey, when I do when I do no tap outs and I do the they they matter. I'm protecting. I'm protecting mm-hmm. Gable in this loss, but still loses nonetheless. Uh after the match, uh Brian, sort of weirdly distraught, leaves the ring, grabs a chair and a microphone. Uh he sets down the chair next to Gable, who sort of like passed out and whatnot. Uh sits in the chair and says that he appreciates everything Gable's done. He has clearly proven himself to be the future of the business. Uh, the future is in good hands, uh, just like State Farm. Um, <laughs> Brian, that State Farm, all State. I don't remember. Brian then quickly grabs the chair and slams it into Gable, attacking him. Brian yells that he, in fact, is the present. I am Daniel Bryan. I am professionally wrestling. Uh, you Edge, you don't belong. Uh, Brian leaves the ring to grab a ladder. Uh, Brian brings the ladder back into the ring, sets it up over Gable, you know, with the bottom rung over Gable's neck. Uh, Brian then climbs the ladder, all while saying, you know, people have been right for a decade now. I'm the best wrestler in the world. You know, I'm even, I'm beyond the greatest of all time. I'm simply the greatest. Um, You know, he's no longer the GOAT. I guess that means he's just the G. Uh, Mm -hmm. Edge, you are nothing more than a man that abuses my craft to please you all, pointing to the WWE Universe. Uh, I am not here to please you all. I'm here to cement my legacy as the greatest. Edge, I accept your challenge, but with one catch. 
Uh, if I win, you go back up north and get out of my WWE. If I win, you if I win, you go back to taking care of your children, getting fat off of donuts. Uh, Edge, if I win, you retire for good. Get him out of here, Daniel Bryan says. Yes. Suddenly, Edge music hits. He runs out to the ring. Brian tries to climb down the ladder, fend him off, but not fast enough to avoid getting speared by Edge. Ooh, all right. Edge picks up the ladder, slams it into Daniel Bryan. He grabs the mic and accepts. Ooh. Edge, big, big, big stakes just got put on this one. Big old meaty stakes. I'm not talking about heavy. Big old meaty heavy machinery stakes. Heavy machinery size stakes. So that is uh, that is it. That is Monday Night Raw. Uh, Edge versus Daniel Bryan for the TLC match. If Bryan wins, Edge retires. I like it. I um, like it. Yeah. So there we go, Mikey. Uh, thoughts on Monday Night Raw? I loved it. Uh, great, great Raw. Uh, set up for the tables match really well. You got Chelsea Green pinning Rhea Ripley, which is really interesting. Uh, Chad Gable coming back, making his return, not tapping out to Daniel Bryan, losing but not tapping out is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, the end where Edge puts his career on the line at TLC adds adds great stakes to the match. Great, big, hefty, heavy machinery, rare stakes to the match. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, my half of the TLC card so far that has been announced. Uh, Edge versus Daniel Bryan in a TLC match. If Bryan wins, Edge retires. Ricochet versus MVP for the U.S. title. And Roman Reigns versus Keith Lee for the WWE Championship in a tables match. All right. Love it. Yes, we got some obvious. You can probably guess what the other matches might be, but, you know, Mm -hmm. we'll get there when we get there. Um, So, yeah, Mikey, Monday Night Raw is in the books. Uh, You won last week's poll. So why not you god dang hit me with that beauty of a randomizer? Ooh, I'm on fire, Ryan. I know you're on fire, and I'm upset by it. Hmm. I, I, I'm, I, I'm getting smoked so badly. By the time this sh- season's over, I'm going to look like Anakin Skywalker. Uh, <laughs> is that a fun? Is that a you're, fun? Getting, you're getting smoked so badly, the Street Profits are going to want to see you soon. <laughs> I'm getting smoked so badly... Otis wants to eat me because <laughs> of my high smoke point. Great. <laughs> Wallace. Oh, no, I got five. Okay, more. Ryan. Okay, Ryan. I rolled the randomizer. You got an interesting one this week. It's nothing happens. Please, please nothing happens. You got a heel turn. Interesting. Face, a face superstar must turn heel. Oh, interesting. Indeed. Well, I guess, huh? Well, the difficulty is, I guess I technically, uh, you know, you could maybe argue that James and Green are heels now, but if that happened, that was last week, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh,. Well, I mean, Royce is kind of face here. Gable's facing it. Um, poo boy, oh boy. <laughs> MVP and Chomper. Oh, my boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, 
You could argue, I could maybe argue about Oni Lorkin, but he would have to officially do something. Mm-hmm. To do make make it more cemented. Oh no! What do I do? What do I do? All my face teal turned stuff is kind of last week. <laughs> <laughs> screwed. I'm screwed. While, while you think about it, would you like me to present SmackDown? Please. We'll come back to you later. Please. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, while Ryan's thinking about that, we're going to head over to Friday night where GM Page is opening up the show with a very serious announcement. A couple weeks ago, after SmackDown went off the air, the Usos were attacked backstage. We aren't sure who is responsible for this attack, but we have a few suspects who I will be personally conducting interviews with later tonight. We are going to solve this as soon as we can. However, it isn't all bad news for me. Tonight, we have a small tag team eliminator to determine who will face the Undisputed Era at TLC in a ladder match for the tag team championships. Yeah, baby. Tonight's matches will determine the two teams that go head-to-head next week for the honor of being number one contenders. The first match is right now. And the first match, we have... The New Day, uh, Kofi, K- Kofi Kingston and Big E taken uh, with Xavier Woods in their corner, of course. Taking on Brizongo with New Day picking up the victory. Yeah, you know, not a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> not a surprise. New, New, Day, New Day wins and then uh, moves on till, to next week where it'll be in the number one contenders match. Okay. Okay. I just picked Era that, versus New Day could be a great solid match. Uh, in a ladder match? Uh, two? Yeah. Yeah. All right. After that, we cut we cut to Paige's office, and she's in the middle of an interview with Fish and O'Reilly. Where were you guys the night the Usos got attacked? O'Reilly talks first. I can speak for me and Fish. We were actually here. We were doing what any good champions would do. We were studying the other teams here on SmackDown for any potential contenders for the titles. Fish speaks up. Yeah, we weren't even around the night they got attacked. We weren't even around when they got attacked. We headed back to our hotel after they, after they beat Brizongo since there were no other tag team matches that night. Paige says, Paige asks, do you have any proof of that? Fish pulls out his phone and says, uh, yeah, here's an Uber receipt from that night back to our hotel. Nice. Paige looks it over. (laughs) Paige looks it over and says, okay, thank you. You guys are good to go for now. Fish and O'Reilly head out. Okay. Okay. Nice investigation. I'm glad we're using Uber. Mm. Uh, I love to see it. Product placement, baby. Oh, we can can do Lyft. (laughs) Whatever you, whatever. No, Uber's from insert rideshare service here. Uber's great because just like WWE, Uber doesn't treat its employees properly. Sorry, independent contractors properly. Lift it is. Same thing. Great. Uh, so after that, we have match number two. We have Bianca Belair taking on Lana, in which Bianca Belair picks up a victory. Hey, easy wins. Easy wins yep. tonight. Yeah, the match the matches aren't uh it, it, uh the story's being built in the the seconds tonight. Yeah, I figure as much. After that, we got a video package, and it's Seamus sitting in a hospital room with his arm in a sling. Owens, congratulations! You're now on my radar. You mess with you mess with the wrong champion, and you aren't ready to face the consequences of your actions. At TLC, which I wouldn't miss for the world. Seamus pauses and rips the sling off his arm and stretches it out as he continues. Hey, nice. I'm going to show you what it means to mess with me when we go head-to-head this Sunday in a chairs match. Ooh. He, gets, he gets up off his bed and pats it, 
and pat like he gives like a little like pat and he continues i'm going to beat you down with cold hard steel until the next person who occupies it, this hospital bed is you yeah baby and seamus walks off screen pop that's a pop for me baby oh <laughs> man love it i if i could give one note uh i believe uh it's only responsible for seamus to start the thing saying that if you me- mess with the bull you get the horns yeah okay <laughs> get real irish with it <laughs> mess yeah. with the bull you get the horns that's not an irish accent i can't do <laughs> accents the Nazi family is famous for unable to do accents. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting thing to be famous for. Yeah. Well, I guess it's infamous then. Uh, yeah, we're yeah. not. We can't. We can't do accents. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> All right. Well, after that, we have match number three. We have Rey Mysterio taking on the Miz, which Rey Mysterio gets a victory. Rey Mysterio versus the Miz. Rey Mysterio getting the victory. Yeah, I like it. Solid match. Solid, simple match. Yeah. After that, uh, we have another uh, another interview in Paige's office with Morrison and Andrade getting called into Paige's office. She sits them down and says, "You both probably know why you're here, so I'll just cut right to the chase. Where were you two? Where were you two weeks ago when the Usos got attacked?" Morrison says, "We were pulling a late night at the gym. We weren't booked that night, but we figured we'd stop by and use the facilities and scope out some competition in the tag scene. If we wanted to take out the Usos, we would have done it on TV in front of the entire WWE universe, not in secret." We want we would want them to know it was us who beat them. Are we done here? Paige nods. She says, sure. I did hear from a couple people that you guys were at the gym that night and you have a big match to prep for uh, coming up later. So go ahead. But you aren't 100% off the hook just yet. Mm. Morrison and Andrade head out to prepare for their match in the main event. Interesting. Interesting. F- do we know who you're, you haven't said who their matches in the main event yet is? No, we'll no, we'll get there. Okay, interesting. We have, we have one more segment and then we're in the main event. Interesting, interesting. After that interview, we after that uh, little interrogation, we cut to a backstage interview with Finn Balor about his win last week over Mastiff. However, before Finn Balor can begin, he gets jumped from behind by Mastiff and Rollins, who start to beat him down. Yeah. Before things get too hairy, though, AJ Styles runs in with a kendo stick to make the save. He gets a couple of good good shots in and chases off Rollins and Mastiff and helps Balor to his feet. You know, when the match happened last week, I didn't think much of it with Balor being involved here now. But now, you know, I I got my Teddy Long mind tingling and it really feels like we're leading toward a uh, Rollins and Mastiff versus BC uh, Styles and Balor. So I'm really interested now. Maybe, maybe. Oh, my my interest has been certainly peaked. And after that backstage interview, we have the main event. We have Morrison and Andrade taking on the Street Profits, and Morrison and Andrade pick up the victory. So next week it'll be Morrison and Andrade taking on the New Day for in a number one contenders match for oh. the tag team titles at TLC. Interesting, because those are both. Because New Day in Undisputed Era is like a sexy match and the fact of being ladder match. However, so like, yeah, because this is the end. Of, this is the end of the SmackDown, correct? Yes. So yeah, Street Profits would have been great. They have a history of ladder matches, and they would have been great in here too. But Morrison and Andrade have been on a streak lately. And mm-hmm. If I know your booking, if you get on a streak, you tend to have title matches at the pay per view. But but the sexier match is definitely New Day in Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, because then you could do the match and then you can spin off and to do a bunch of six man tags, or at least that's what I would, why I would do. <laughs> that's what I would definitely do. Cause you know, I love me some six man, um, not, not teasing anything moving forward in my, in my future of my cards. Um, no, nothing at all. Nothing whatsoever. I don't have, I don't have, I don't have factions of six people, uh, hmm. quickly erasing the two or five guys in MVP in the LLC. Um, and Liv Morgan, <laughs> Green, and James. <laughs> um, interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah, no, I like it because it, that, that's tough. I really don't know who could win that match between Morrison, Andrade, and New Day because mm-hmm. it's it really is up in the air for me. Other than that, love the Sheamus promo. Popped big for that one. Love that final line of, you know, I'm going to hit you with steel until the next person occupies this hospital bed is you. I just think that's a great mat, uh, great uh, sort of promo there um i just think that's really good i like this sort of murder mystery thing that you're doing you know i'm a fan of murder mysteries you know you don't have our truth in your corner here so i don't know how you're going to solve it but uh <laughs> that's uh that's your problem to solve um i don't know who it would be maybe morrison andrade just because they're the heels and whatnot and maybe it was looking that the usos could get it but I don't, you know, I don't, I can't say for certain. Maybe it's no one, maybe it's none of the tag teams. Maybe it's like carrying cross or something. <laughs> I haven't seen him in a while. Maybe it's him. I don't know why he would do that though. Um, guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. These are all my comments and questions and concerns. Uh, no, no Sami Zayn, Bray Wyatt this week, uh, which I think is fine because you have next week to do more go home stuff with them. I'm honestly considering maybe not even putting them in TLC. I'm thinking about Ooh. just I'm thinking about I'm thinking about possibly slowly building this feud even more and putting uh because I I only have four spots. I don't have that much that much room to do a little extra storylines. Yes. Like, uh, but I really want the one I've been building. I feel like more, and I feel like I the build I've been liking better is the uh, Mastiff Rollins Balor AJ feud. Yeah, that could be a fun tag match at the pay-per-view. So I was thinking maybe that at TLC and then keep building Zayn and Wyatt possibly. Yeah. Yeah, you can always do Zayn and Wyatt as Wyatt and not make it like non-title nonsense like they did with Miz that one time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I guess I'm, I'm thinking about it. We'll see. Yeah, no, you have... It, 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 it's, it, it, you put you in like, a little bit of a, a spot, right? Because you have more storylines happening but whether the four best to put at a pay-per-view or whatever Mm -hmm. like three at least three of my matches are set in stone this week yes yes yes, that i know of it's gonna like i know of like we know owens and sheamus Mm -hmm. we know era is gonna have a title match against either morrison and andrade or the new day and we have uh banks and charlotte Mm -hmm. this is true this is true uh, yeah, no, I liked it. I think it was a solid SmackDown. I think I like the idea of Mysterio getting a match in here. I noticed looking at her like rankings and stuff that, uh, um, you know, looking at the overall rankings, was it the overall rankings or was it, let me see, scroll down here, scroll down, scroll down. Where is the hell is there's Dominic, but where is Ray? Ray, where are you, buddy? Oh, okay. So it was like in the Ocelot scoring thing, which is the part of our ratings that talk about like, quality of wins dominic and ray mysterio are like right next to each other <laughs> and and you haven't been using them as a tag team they've just been kind of winning losing and next to each other now with a win over miz ray mysterio so dominic broke that last week 
But now if a win, Rey Mysterio is back up with Dominic, probably. <laughs> so I just noticed that. I was like, oh, that's fun. And that's just a funny coincidence, huh? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think it was good. You know, it, it, the matches, you know, Morrison Andrade was probably the only real, like, this could be, go either way. I mean, Rey Mysterio Miz could have gone either way, too. But New mm-hmm. Day beating Brazongo doesn't surprise me. Belair being Lana, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a night it was a night of uh, e- mostly easy matches because I wanted a lot of the storytelling to be in segments and video packages this week. With the uh, like, I wanted more of the focus to be on the tag teams this week. Yes, yes, obviously, yes. But it, it, what it is is like it's very old school, and I don't know if you realize it, but it's very old school, like you know, nineties, not nineties. Like, just old-school, like, NWA stuff where, like, you know, they'll have, like, quick, easy matches where the obvious person versus some, not really a jobber, but just a lesser-than team and Brizongo or Lana or whatever. Just, mm-hmm. you know, it's a win, you know, an obvious win. Because, you know, you don't have to do high-profile matches every single week. You're building up a team. You're building up a person. So they got to get wins against some people. So mm-hmm. why not just be people that... uh ultimately won't really make a difference no offense to Brizanga and lana right now but they won't make a difference right now yeah like I, yeah i i figure it's fine you know uh i i need like like you said i need to build some people so might as well just put them in matches get them wins that people usually see coming yeah no i like it and like and i i think and like i said i wanted people to focus on the the tag team aspect i wanted people to like be really thinking about like what? Like hmm, what happened? What could have? Ha- what could have happened to the Usos? So I put like w- matches where you don't really have to like be involved to be like. I wonder who's gonna win this one, so everyone can keep on their minds of like what happened to the Usos. Mm-hmm. Yes, agreed. Agreed with that. Um. Well then, well then, let us get back over to Raw then. Yes, I'm over that's... here. I've been over here thinking my brain. Right. My you have brain. a heel turn to take care of. Yeah. Yes, I do. Um, okay. Well, let me just, I'm just, so what I've, what I'm thinking is edge grabs the microphone and accepts edge goes over to Chad Gable and helps him up. When edge turns around uh gable grabs the chair that brian brought in earlier and oh no throws it at the back of edge oh no gable gable you just said you came back because brian was wigging out yes gable hits edge with the chair a couple times um a couple times helps up brian and they both and they both beat down edge to stand tall at the end that's my heel turn chad gable turning heel i cut I'm going to cut the Brian attacking Gable with the chair from earlier. I'm going to cut that the ladder is over Gable. Just like the match okay. ends, he gives his praise to Gable and then goes on to his own promo so that okay. it's, you know, he's giving praise and then it's like, you, it could still, it makes sense more there. So beating him up even more. Mm-hmm. That would that would be weird. 
So yeah, heel turn, boom. Daniel Bryan, Chad Gable, now a heel group. A team again. A team once more. Where is Chad Gable on my god dang roster list? Move him over to my god dang heels, baby. Chad Gable, oh, Daniel Bryan. Heel team, reunited. Heel team six. Is that Honestly, not, not who I expected. Who'd you expect? I don't know who I expected, but it definitely wasn't Chad Gable on his return. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> well, I was just like looking at the roster and looking at the people I have, and I was like, well... You know, looking at the show this self so far, like the possibilities were maybe like Rosenbrook or Royce. But I didn't like that because, you know, you have the women's tag team champions and Nia Jackson, Tamina, who are heels. I have a new heel tag team of James and Green. So if I turn Rosenbrook heel, that would be freaking crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do I turn Royce heel and like dunk on... Maybe I was like, maybe I could have done like Royce is like, no, I don't need y'all. I don't give a crap about y'all. I have actually found a partner. And then like a heel person comes out and beat them up. Um, you know, to have Royce turn heel or something or have someone else turn heel. But that's the thing. Is, okay. Yeah, but that's the thing is like, who do I pick? Do Sony Deville can't be her because that what happened last week. It could have been Bailey. It could have been Ruby Riot, but neither of them that's the other thing i haven't used bailey since i've gotten her <laughs> but uh i think she's i think she's come in and lost a match actually I think that's, oh geez i think that's all i've used bailey with yeah she lost the match against Shayna baszler that was it for the raw women's championship <laughs> i haven't used bailey yet at all so i could have like done that and have peyton royce team up with riot or bailey but that that i don't the story i want to tell isn't that um you know, heavy machinery, no. Um, you know, I could have turned Reed and Ruas. I could have maybe done a f- more forceful heel turn out of Oni Lorkin, but I didn't feel like wanting to do that. Wanting to do that yet. Ooh. Um, I don't know what that is. Um, and yeah, everything else. I mean, nothing else felt right. I mean, if anyone else, I would have to like shoehorn them into the show. And at that point, you know, who else am I turning? Like freaking Tony Nice or. I don't know, Gulak or I don't know. I guess I could have had Gulak turn heel instead of Gable and help out Brian. And then have a sort of a pure reenactment or restarting thing. But I don't know, nothing else felt right. I think Gable continuing the mentor-mentee partnership with Brian is interesting. Maybe I can introduce get Gulak into the fold and, you know, Gable beats up Gulak or Gulak beats up Gable and, you know, have some sort of that. Mentee oh man, are you, are, you, Ryan, are you are you talking about the pure coming back? I'm not saying that the pure are coming back, but I feel like there are pure tendencies in a heel heel thing of Ryan. It sounds like the pure might be making a return. <laughs> well, I mean, first off, two members of the pure can not not at all return. No, <laughs> no, they cannot. I can add new members of the pure in what? You want me to add Ziggler and Rude into the pure? I mean, I mean the, I mean the pure can be like I, I could see it just being Brian Gable and Gulak. This is true. It could also be Ziggler and Rude because Ziggler's got some mat wrestling skills. True, uh, and that can give them give that tag team a nice fresh coat of paint. 
But yeah, the other uh, for those who don't know, the other members of the old pier were uh, FT. We're we're now now known as FTR. Yeah, Revival, Gulak, and Brian were the pure. A dominant tag team, you know, WWE champions, tag team champions. Gulak never got the gold, but uh, you know, who knows? Who knows? Um, well, there we go. There we go, folks. Uh, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, Mikey. Where can they find you? Uh, they can find me over on my other show, Independent Waters. Go check that out every Wednesday, where me and Zach Batista bring you little gems from the independent wrestling scene and give them our review and rate them on a scale of miss out Matt or mark out. So go check that out. If you're into indie wrestling and are looking for some matches to watch. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, you can also uh, listen to the latest episode episode, the actual final God dang return of G one and only. Ah, you finally got the DVDs. <laughs> I got the DVDs in. There's a new episode out on Monday. I last Monday talking about um, <clears throat> talking about the G1 night was it, the 1993 G1 climax, Mikey. And I'll give you a little preview. Um, you won't know a single name off this list, but if you probably if, not, if you listen, well, you might know one. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that you know one. But uh, uh, you know, in that episode of G1 and only about talking about the 1993 G1 climax, where winners. Uh, who have only competed in the G1 uh, Climax once. Uh, the 1993 one introduced, I believe it was six? Yeah, no, five people that have only been in the G1 Climax once. Mikey, such as Kengo Kimura, Hiro, uh, Hiromichi Fioki, Ashurahara, Taka- Takahashi Ishikawa, and finally, the great Kabuki. Okay. Do you know any of those names? The Great Kabuki kind of is, sounds familiar. Yeah, Great Kabuki was the guy um, very early on in like you know territory days. He was in a lot, you know mid south NWA WCW WCCW stuff. He's the guy that would you know put face paint over his face. But more importantly, he was like the he was the innovator of spraying mist at his opponent's face. Ah, that's where he's from. Yeah, he's the uh, original. What, what what was his color of mist green? I think I, I I don't I didn't do like a lot of like background history on that, but I don't, I think don't the it's, different color mists have different like lethalities. Yes, I think they do. I I don't know if it's Great Kabuki or if it was the Great Muda who was like Kabuki's predecessor. Um, oh, thank you, TheRinger.com, for doing a brief history on mist. <laughs> I can't believe there's yeah, a thing I have, for this. I have the different effects of the different mists right here. Okay, go ahead. We have green, the most commonly used mist, which is said to obstruct the opponent's vision. Red, quite often used, but is said to burn the eyes, used by Gangrel, which was known as blood mist. Great. Black, black said to blind the opponent for several weeks. Uh, Tajiri used this on Nidia? Sure. Blue sends the opponents to sleep. Yellow paralyzes the opponent. And purple causes momentary momentary distraction and memory loss. Wow. Yeah, Miss, yeah, uh, Great Kabuki, innovator, bringing that, not only bringing that to America, but, you know, basically inventing that and bringing it, moving into his, at one point in the Mid-South, I believe his kayfabe son was the Great Muta, uh, Keji Muto. So, you know, who also is a mist user. 
Um, uh, the Black Mist is clearly the most dangerous. Obviously. I don't, know, I don't know why you wouldn't have Black Mist. I think it's like in, in Stardom, Mayu Iwitani does maybe Mist. People, because, maybe, because maybe people are like, huh, you know, I want to win this match, but I don't think I want to blind this person for weeks. No, I mean, if you need I'll to. Just, a, I'll just stick with green. If it's a Blood Mist, I don't see Blood Feed, I don't see why not. But I think it's in Stardom with Mayu Iwitani that she does Mist. Um, but she like I've seen her have a match. I think it was against Kagetsu earlier this year, actually, uh, before Kagetsu retired, where Mau Itani misted Kagetsu like three times, and each one was a different color. Jesus Christ! It was, like red and blue and green or something. It was like, oh, this is great. Uh, but yeah, uh, go check out G One and Only. We talk about uh, all of their performances in the G One Climax. Um, we talk about so many other things. I think it's a very nice, solid return. Uh, and then we'll, you know, watch more stuff. We're coming up on cool stuff. Next next episode will be interesting. You know, we still have plenty of interesting people that have only been to G1 Climax once, such as coming up coming up down the line, Mikey, Ric Flair, Buff Bagwell, um, <laughs> Tajiri himself. Um, and of course, nice. you know, all the way down to modern day Hangman Adam Page and John Moxley. Love it. Yeah, so uh, we'll get we'll get there when we get there, folks. But uh, right now, go check out G One and Only. Uh, great show, a lot of good praise about the show. Got a, got a good listenership there, so go check it out. Um, and that is it for this week's episode of Hit the Books. You can go subscribe to us at Countout Pod on Twitter. Again, that's at Countout Pod. Uh, if you'd like what you heard, you can you know give us a follow, sort of talk about what we're doing but also um you can go vote i think that's the most important thing that we didn't touch on is that you can go vote on which card you thought was better was it my version of raw was it mikey's version of smackdown you can go vote right now by going and heading to our twitter page again at countout pod there'll be a pinned tweet at the top of our profile where you can vote uh which card you thought was better uh, the reason the randomizer was hit on me this week's episode is because I lost the randomizer. So I know I got to be doing better booking. So maybe this heel turn uh, will lead to better booking and lead to wins in the votes. So whew, so hopefully we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, you can go vote there. It's there all weekend after the show's release. So you can go and listen. You got a weekend to vote. So uh, go to there. You can also go to our YouTube channel. You can also go to our website, countoutpod.com. Plenty of places you can go check us out. Um, and that's it for this week's episode. Um, we love you all. We'll talk to you later. Talk to you soon. Uh, talk to you soon. Until next week. We'll see you then. Have a good one. But we've got two words for you. Book it. Hold one. Arm drag. Don't tell